Okay, hello all and welcome to SN Off The Shelf. I'm Chloe Riley, Executive Editor of Supermarket News. And today uh, we're here talking with uh, Greg, Greg Busick um, of uh, the global research and advisory firm AIHL Group. And uh, we're looking at uh, some recent research from them, uh, you know, kind of indicating that the global retail industry, uh, you know, has suffered a projected 1.77 trillion in losses, uh, you know, at this despite even uh, billions in improvements. Um, so, Greg, you know, if you want, want to just kick us off, what are you know, what are some of the highlights? What are the biggest takeaways? Um, you know, what should we be paying attention to the most out of this? Yeah. Hi, Chloe. Good to be with you today. Um, well, the main thing to, to see is there's been progress around the world as the supply chains have improved. Um, there were systems improvements, supplier improvements. We had $172 billion in improvements uh, in in-stock position that uh, previously we had supplier issues uh, due to things, the shortages of raw materials, but also shutdowns in, in the one COVID policy in China that exasperated the situation. And uh, those were greatly improved from where we were before. And certainly things related to shutdowns and spoilage around the world improved quite a bit in the last several years. Uh, there. And uh, we've seen systems improvements. We've seen improvements in terms of data uh, systems there. But we have two things that are just pretty chronic here in North America that have occurred. One is a shortage of labor available for the grocery environment in particular, uh, but also the rise of organized retail crime and consumer theft. Uh, exploding on the scene, particularly in the West Coast, as well as um, some of our major cities in the country. Yeah, yeah. No, it seems, I'm I'm looking here at the report, we've got total cost to retailers uh, for inventory distortion was uh, $349 billion uh, in lost sales for uh, U.S. and I think in U.S. and Canadian retailers in 2022. Yeah, for the, yeah, for the total. Yes, that's, that's correct. Wow. So that's uh, so really you're saying what we're what we're seeing there is kind of a the breakdown in some order, you know, an increase in theft and uh, and and crime, you know, kind of crime, retail crime. And then it sounds like also labor, too, has been a real problem here um, in terms of being, being fully stocked. Is that right? Yeah. So, so when we look at out of stocks, we look at out of stocks from the perspective of the consumer. What are they experiencing when they come to the store? So, uh, to give you a little background, the genesis of this was uh, actually a Wharton uh, Business School study back in the 2000s that started looking at a particular retailer and interviewing customers as did they find what they were looking for. And uh, they were shocked to find that although their internal system said they were in stock 92% of the time, the customer's experience was more closely related to about 75% of the time being in stock, meaning they weren't finding things. And so we set out to see, well, how big was this from an industry perspective? So the first thing we started doing is studying consumers and why they don't buy something they intended to buy when they walked into the store, other than just the price was too much uh, there. And we came up with a whole list of reasons why consumers leave without buying. And the first one is just the shelf is empty. Well, that, that's pretty obvious uh, reason there, and that's the largest factor by far. But the number two factor was the fact that they couldn't find anybody to help. 
uh, an item might have been locked up and there was nobody to help them. And so the labor shortages that we've been facing in retail are particularly tough uh, for that particular environment. The next category was we found customers and they found somebody to help, but those people didn't know where the item was. Um, there's nothing more frustrating for a customer for somebody to pull up the system and say, hey, we says we got five in stock, but I can't seem to find them. And you waste this time. Uh, all this time trying to go through the store, trying to find that inventory that is ultimately gone at that point in time. And so what we what we realized is retailers are often um, out of stock 25% of the time when customers want to shop for uh, when they come into the store. So the, uh, the rise because of a shortage in labor, the rise in cases where you can't find somebody to help or they can't, they're not sufficiently trained and they can't find the merchandise, that has grown up significantly as reasons for uh, consumers not buying what they intend to buy. Hmm. That's so interesting, that breakdown. I'm, I'm also seeing on here too, Greg, that um, another big one uh, is just the price offer didn't match, which I'm assuming. Correct. Can you yep. tell us more about exactly what that means? Yeah. So, I um, mean, we're seeing this played out with technology in a big way. Um you know, there's a local uh, mass merchant that's in every about every community um, there. I was walking through the store, and they had a case of Diet Coke for five ninety eight on the shelf there. But when I got to their self checkout machine, it rang uh, rang as like eight ninety eight. So you know, it was no longer the deal I expected it to be. And when the guy came over to look at the price and do a price override, he says, "Yeah, we don't have enough people to change the prices." Um, which is just incredibly damning for a retailer uh, that prides itself on being low cost and having all these different op- you know, options for uh, the best price discounts as well as you know, uh, trade promotions uh, for that particular uh, product. But as a result, we're seeing an 843% increase in the purchase of electronic shelf labels uh, simply because they have not had the labor to be able to keep up to speed with the pricing issues and that's become an increasingly acute issue when you have fast rising products and the inflation that we've had um, there that as the prices change you're not getting the full margin if the prices are the old price because you didn't have the labor to change the price there sure sure and but it sounds like now even in the midst of all this we're actually also seeing improvements you know kind of just yes. on the supplier and the ability to deliver uh, yeah tell us what we're seeing there yeah, so worldwide, $172 billion in improvements in supplier issues. That was the big driver in 22, uh, 21 and 22, was just you couldn't get the uh, the amount of product you needed to be able to sell. And, and most of that has been alleviated by now. That's been uh, smoothed out quite a bit and improved quite a bit uh, there. The bigger issues now are, tend to be spot situations where we've got a particular product where we have shortages and more than anything we see that in drugs and health and beauty items today um, prescription drugs but we saw it in eggs and some other things there because of bird flu um, so major improvements overall there but we still have some spot issues so greg if you were going to summarize sort of the you know major opportunities slash you know lingering challenges still that retailers are facing um you know kind of globally and maybe also in the u.s uh you know can you break that down for us yeah we're about four years into a uh about a seven-year process of, of fixing the supply chain that went haywire due to covid and then we're still working through all those processes we're deleveraging from china for a lot of products 
um, there and moving to alternative countries uh, there. India, Vietnam, Thailand, Mexico is, is rising in a huge way as a supplier. So the end result of that is we're making improvements, and those improvements are pretty seismic there. Um, it's unfortunate that the overall uh, out-of-stocks you know, uh, grew, and that's mainly for uh, a key particular reason. Um, but there are many, many improvements that have happened in processes and in systems um, that we can't ignore. The, the better forecasting and, and the better execution is clearly there, and a better supplier relationship so it's improved quite a bit. That's great. Well, Greg, great. Thank you for kind of the summary on this. Uh, you know, really interesting, compelling stuff. And I feel like we'll have to check back in with you, uh, you know, in the months to come to, to see how all this shakes out. Yeah, no, it's been my pleasure.